You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. to start by defining the topic or the theme for 2020. I'm not going to be complicated in reference to the definitions, just going to give you some, some definitions that you'll be able to, to grasp and start using them right away. When it comes to following, it just simply means that we are willing to be led, advised, influenced, or taught. Specifically by the Holy Spirit. If he wants to teach us, we we are willing to listen and put into action what he tells us to do. That says that you you are willing again to, to follow him. If you're going through something, but he 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 influences you to do such and such in the midst of what you're going through, you're saying that I'm willing to do that because you, Holy Spirit, are my omniscient God. Teach me, Lord. Show me what I need to do. And when the Lord guides you, you you have to remember it's not going to be like regular folk. Isaiah revealed in Isaiah 55 that his ways are not as the ways of man. God will tell you to do something that don't sound right in reference to human logic. Because again, his, his ways, his thoughts are distinct from man. So distinct to where Isaiah said, as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are his thoughts and so are his ways. But Isaiah went on to assure us that whatever he tells us is going to happen. Isaiah said, once he sends forth his word, it's not going to return unto him void. It's not going to contain emptiness. When God sends a word, it causes things to happen. God can just say one thing, and whatever he says, it starts 
to manifest. Not on our timetable, but on his timetable. You have to understand that if, if he's going to guide us, he, he's going to reveal some secrets. Directly and indirectly. We have to know that about our God. We have to know if he, we are going to follow him that he is going to, to give us some stuff directly and indirectly. He may come to you in, in the midnight hour. You don't see nobody in the room, but you hear a voice that's in line with the written and revealed word of God. Then you'll come to church and, and you'll hear somebody praying, somebody teaching, or somebody testifying. And what is being said is meant for you. Your rank. Doesn't always have to come through the preacher. God chooses who he will. And some of us don't mind him using us. And that's the reason if we're going to follow him, we have to be to the point to where we are open to him using us. Whether we're on the praise team, whether we are the MC, or what have you, we have to be open to following the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Now, to follow also means that we are going to agree or be in compliance with what he tells us to do. And, and it's not just verbally saying I agree or comply. It needs to be manifested in our thoughts, words, and deeds. When you truly follow the spirit of God, it needs to be evident in your thoughts in your words and your deeds. Don't tell me you're following the Holy Spirit and, and you're speaking in contrast to what he's been saying. I don't care if worse is manifesting in your life. If the Holy Spirit is saying better is here and bigger is coming, that's what you need to line up with. If you don't line up with that because of your situation, that says that you are not a true follower of our omniscient God. Because God let us know through the Apostle Paul in 2 Corinthians 5 and 7 that if we're going to follow him, we can't do so by what we see or what we experience. The verse specifically says, for we walk by Faith, not by sight. And of course, faith is based upon the written word of God. But faith also, according to Hebrews 11 and 1, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For the things that we see, according to 2 Corinthians 4 and 18, are Temporary. They're just not going to last. Then if we're going to walk by faith and not by sight, we have to further understand that faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. We got to come to church. You can't say you are a follower of the Holy Spirit and not come to church. 
If you're going to be a true follower of faith, you have to hear God's word. Again, Romans 10 and 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Omniscient says about the Holy Spirit that He owns and possesses all knowledge, all understanding, and all awareness. There is nothing he's not aware of. Before you go to the doctor, he knows what the doctor going to tell you. Before you go get the automobile, he know what the salesman going to say. He's omniscient. Again, he, he possesses wisdom, but he also owns wisdom. Because every piece of knowledge and understanding that is just a right originated from God. Only that which is in contrast to what is right is not of God. Jesus revealed that in John 8, 44, when he told people that he had been trying to convince to follow the truth or to follow righteousness, that they are of their father, the devil. And talked about how, his, his, how the devil was a liar from the beginning. Even went so far to say that he was the father or the originator of lies. So when you hear a lie, you know that it's connected to the devil. God has nothing to do with it. But if he's omniscient, it says that he is not like anybody else. means point blank that the Holy Spirit is God. If he can be everywhere, if he knows everything, if he is aware of what everybody is going through, he has to be God. He has to be God. How many agree? And finally, the the core meaning of God is what I want you to remember. The core meaning of God is to show somebody the way to go to a particular place, state. Or such. In other words, if you ask him, if you ask the Holy Spirit to show you how you can increase uh, your financial means, he should be able to tell you. If he's going to guide us into all truth. You don't need to let a counselor tell you what your purpose should be based upon your grades in school. 
You don't need to allow anybody to define to you what you can and can't have. No. You need to put to the Holy Spirit, according to the word of God, what you desire and what you need and allow him to show you what steps to take. Because, again, John 16 and 13 tells us in part that he's going to guide us into how much truth? How much truth? Say to your neighbor, that's a whole lot of truth. Say that to one more person. That's a whole lot of truth. Because if he's going to do it corporately and individually, he has to be God. I said he has to be God. He's bigger than what, what I used to think when I first got saved and, and started speaking in tongues. I, I used to think the Holy Ghost just meant you could speak in tongues. Yeah. I, I used to limit the Holy Ghost to just doing certain things. And some of y'all who quiet, you were, you were in the same boat. You, some of us, we, we were saved for years, but we never talked to the Holy Spirit about our job situation, about our money situation, about our life situation. We were to the point to where we, we were trying to work things out on our own, but telling folk that we thank God for the baptism of the Holy Ghost with a burning fire. Oh, let me back up with the evidence of speaking in tongues and a burning fire. Say to your neighbor, we were missing out. We were not allowing the spirit of God to do what he had been sent to do. Guide us into how much truth? All truth. Ain't that something? All truth. And, and, you, and we would spend time trying to figure out what we were going to do and tell folk we have the Holy Spirit. And then you used to tell folk, hey, don't quench the spirit. And we were quenching the spirit. Can you imagine the years that you were filled with the Holy Spirit, but you wouldn't allow him to do what he was sent to earth to do? You thought you were smarter than the Holy Spirit or you were just plumb ignorant. Woo, I'm, talking, I'm saying you, but I'm talking about myself too. Say to your neighbor, it's time out for being ignorant in reference to the Holy Spirit. It's time for us to let him have his way in our life. I'm not just talking about in the church. I'm talking about in every aspect of our life. Let him tell you what to do about your children. Let him tell you what to do about your job. Let him tell you what to do in reference to your heart's desire. Let him tell you what to do in reference to your debt. In reference to whatever you may be going through. Let me preach it a little bit. Tell three, four, let the spirit of God have his way. Hold up, you ain't saying it with enough authority. Let's try it one more time. Tell somebody, let the Holy Spirit have his way. Come on, say it to a couple of my folks. Let the Holy Spirit have his way. One thing I love about Peter, Peter knew that Jesus had power. 
Peter was a fisherman, knew how to swim. But, but when he found himself in a mess going up under the water, he hurried up and said, hey, Lord, save me. You got to know that the Holy Spirit has been sent to help you. Contextually, he is the omniscient God. Barry, if you're going to be successful, son, the right way, you got to follow me. I know they've been telling you get as much education as you can and you'll be successful. Yeah, you'll be successful at knowing stuff. But it's called, because I know folk that have multiple degrees but broke. Living from paycheck to pay. Multiple degrees. Can talk to you about this, that, or the other. But living from paycheck to paycheck. I know folks that counsel others and, and tell them what they, they should and shouldn't do. But then go home and, and they're miserable. They know how to do their job, but they don't know how to put into action what they're telling others. It's just a job to them. The Holy Spirit is the omniscient God. Notice what he says again here. And I'm only going to deal with the first part of, of the verse tonight. But notice what he says again here in John 16 13. And I want to just dissect it a break this first part down. He says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He calls him a he because the Holy Spirit is a, is a person. Holy Spirit can see you. You can't see him, but he can see you. He's a person. Holy Spirit can hear you. Even when you whisper. You be whispering and thinking ain't, ain't nobody. And probably the folk in the room don't hear you, but he hears you. He is a person. And he is a person at the time of the text. He was, he was coming to do a job. But he, he is here. He already here now. He here. But notice again. When he. The spirit. Of. Truth. Let me deal with spirit. When he. The. Spirit. Of. Truth. Spirit. Contextually. Means God. Point blank. The God of truth. The God of truth. Now when you break it down biblically, the God of truth is Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is 
the invisible Jesus. How can you say that, Pastor? Because John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. God was made flesh, Jesus, but then God became spirit. The Holy Spirit, spirit of truth, the comforter, the helper, and called by many other names. But the bottom line, the spirit is God. Now, this is very important as it pertains to us. Theologically, God is spirit. I should say theologically and biblically, God is spirit. Because John 22 through 24 tells us in part, God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. Now, literally, when it comes to spirit, it means breath. Literally speaking, spirit means breath. Theologically, God breathes. And when he breathes, is followed by something miraculous, amazing, are incredible taking place when he breathes. Let, let's take a look real quick. Let's go to Genesis 2. So, so I can prove what I just said. Genesis 2 and 7. Ready? I know y'all used to go on to sleep before midnight, but y'all come on now. Genesis 2 and 7, ready? And the Lord God formed who? Of the dust of the? So man was basically dust. Or dirt. But look what he did with the man that was dirt. He what? But look at what he breathed. He breathed into his nostrils. He breathed into his nostrils the breath of? And man became what? He caused dust to become a being. He, he caused dirt to start hearing. To start talking. To start seeing. To start walking. He caused dust to inherit inwardly knowledge, understanding, awareness, and so forth. Cause man to become a living being, put blood in dirt. Because 
Life is in the blood. So he breathed and he calls all of this that we have to come into being. That, that means if God put breath in you, he can keep breath in you. That means the doctor does not have the final say. God has the final say. Why? He's the one that breathed into you. He breathed in out. God changes not according to Malachi 3 and 6. So if he breathed then, he's breathing now. If he breathed and caused something miraculous to happen to Adam who was dust, he can breathe and cause something miraculous to happen to you now. Y'all still with me? Let's go to John 20. Go to John 20 now. And we're going to look at just just, uh, one verse. You there? Consider verse 22. And when he, or Jesus, had said this, he breathed, but notice he breathed on them. When it came to Adam, he breathed in him. But right here, he breathed on the disciples. And notice what he said. And he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. He was preparing them. He didn't breathe in them because they weren't ready to receive the Holy Spirit. He just breathed on them. Letting them know breath going to come and it's not just going to be on you. It's going to start on you, but it's going to get in you. He wanted to make sure that when the Holy Spirit finally showed up that they would be prepared to receive him as breath. They would be prepared to receive that he was going to give them new life. He breathed into Adam the breath of life. But Jesus knew that, that he or the Holy Spirit had to breathe into saints of God in order for them to have the God kind of life. That's the reason Paul decreed in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, if anyone is in Christ, he or she is a new creation. I'm going to breathe on them and it's going to get in them and they're going to become completely new. Let's see what happened. Now he breathed on them, but, but go with me to Acts. Chapter 2. We had just started verse 1 for clarity. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty, help me, a breath. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire and one set upon each of them. 
And they were all filled with what? The Holy Spirit. And look at what happened. They began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them words. They were submissive to the breath that had got on the inside of them. When he filled them or when the breath went in them, he started telling them what to say. And they began to speak as the Holy Spirit gave them the utterance. They they began to walk in what Jesus had told them about in our text, John 16 and 13. He's going to guide you into all truth. First thing he did when he showed up, I need to to learn you how to speak, to talk when I tell you how to talk. Why is that? Because of Proverbs 18 and 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Peter, I can't have you talking the way you were talking before I breathe in you. When you didn't have my breath, Peter, you were denying me. You were lying. You were acting just like the devil. But now that I done breathe in you, Peter, there's no need for you to lie again because you have my breath. And if you'll check it, when, when Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit, he did not deny Jesus again. Because he had been filled and became new. Woe the folk that say they have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, but still doing the dumb stuff they used to do. I know you got to grow in grace. I, I, know, I know it's a process, but some folks hadn't changed anything, but say they are filled with the Holy Spirit. So you have the Holy Spirit, but you ain't gave up nothing. No, but I have it. No, you don't. Unless 2 Corinthians is wrong. I believe if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. I believe change happens. I should have had at least 100 witnesses in here tonight. Shout at somebody. I'm like, preach, I believe change happens. If it be true, tell somebody. Matter of fact, I know change happens. I don't curse like I used to curse. Don't talk like I used to talk. Since he breathed in me. So God, the Holy Spirit, has to breathe. And then he has to come in you and cause you to be new. And if there is no newness manifesting in your life, you don't have the Holy Spirit. Well, I heard him talk in tongues. Yeah, but but it's folk that will teach you how to talk in tongues. If you hang in service long enough, you can hear folk talk in tongues. And learn how to do it from just listening to other folk. But but you can discern the real power of God. You can discern the real spirit of God. But not only can you discern it, you can see the manifestation. You can't have the spirit of God and it not be manifested in the way you think, talk, and act. 
Am I right? And so the spirit of truth. He breathes. He causes change to happen for the better. And see, that's how, how you're going to know that it's him talking to you when you hear the preacher. Because he doesn't breathe in you the same spirit that he breathes in other believers. See, on the day of Pentecost, or what we just read in Acts 2, 1 through 4, all of them were filled. And then if you, you go on reading in the second chapter of Acts, all of them continued steadfastly. Get this, in the apostles' doctrine. They didn't have no problem listening to the apostles because all of them had the same breath. All of them had received the same spirit. I mean, I understand that. See, this is important because you, you don't need to get to the point to where you, you get to saying, I'm going to have to pray before I do what pastors say. No, no. Not if you got the Holy Spirit. And not if you are not if you follow me according to the word. If I'm basing what I'm saying according to the word and you have the spirit of God, biblically speaking, it's gonna bear witness. Your spirit is gonna bear witness with my spirit. And my spirit is gonna bear witness with the Holy Spirit. Hence, we're gonna see a manifestation of first. Conf- 1 Corinthians 11 and 1. We're going to see Christ. We're going to see the leader of the church. And we're going to see the followers. We're going to see that manifestation doing according to the written and revealed will of God. How many understand that? But the spirit. But then he, he says back in John 16 13. Of truth. Of contextually speaking has to do with the spirit being the owner and possessor of truth. God owns truth. He owns it. He possesses truth. And and, and the thing I love about God is that God is a giver. And you know the one thing God wants us to have more so than anything? The truth. God wants us to have the truth. You know the antithesis of of truth, the primary antithesis of truth? Lie. Tell your neighbor a lie. Is the primary Antonym of truth. Now, 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 hold on now. Hebrews 6 and 18 tells us in part, according to God, it is impossible for him to lie. 
See, 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 when God tells us you heal and you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you something different, you, you got to. You got to know who lied. If God tells you you're going to get a particular thing, but somebody tells you you're not, you got to know who lied. Now, if Hebrews 6 and 18 is right, God can't lie. But sometimes we act as if God lied. Or sometimes we, we, we are so double-minded to well, God really can't do what he want to do because of our mindset. If God tells you directly or indirectly that you're going to get a particular thing and a man tells you different. But you, can't, but you can't get over God using me or somebody else to tell you you're going to get it. You just, you, your eyes is on who told you. No, you got you to gotta be able to discern God. Whether God speaks to you directly or indirectly. Because if you don't, you're going to miss blessing after blessing. <laughs> I said, you're going to miss blessing after blessing. Why? Because you're still battling between what a professional told you and what God told you indirectly. So you have to weigh it. You have to weigh it. Is it according to the word? Because God going to do according to his word. If he going to say it, it's going to be according to his word. If he going to do it, it's going to be according to his word. And Jesus said, this right here, Jesus said, heaven and earth shall pass, but not my word. Then Jesus told the devil, and see, the devil knows this, but this is what Jesus told the devil. Jesus told the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know what the devil did with that? The devil said, well, if, if man got to live by that, what I got to do, I got to make it my business to stop man from believing the preceding word. I got to make it my business uh, when it comes to a place of refuge to make sure that there's some folk in there that ain't going to believe what their preacher say. Again, Jesus told the devil, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word of God. He told that in Matthew 4 and 4. Then then Luke repeated it in Luke 4 and 4. In other words, it it was something that we, we needed to read. And tonight is something God wants us to hear. You have to understand when it comes to truth, the enemy makes it his business that you don't receive it. 
Because if he knows if you live by truth, some mighty things going to happen. I can't let her live by that word. She got something. She'll mess around and be out of debt. I can't let him live by that word he received on Sunday. He'll mess around and get his heart's desire. Why? Because when you are not just a hearer, but also a doer of the word, it's a promise that you're going to be blessed. That's a promise. In J- James said, if you are a hearer and a doer, you're going to be blessed in, what you, in your deed. Your life going to be blessed. And say, knowing, what are you going to do? He's going to try his best. Make it his business to set up demons wherever the word is going forth. And no matter how many we bind and cast out, as free moral agents, you can let one back in to mess with your mind. To cause you to say what you ain't got no business saying. This good preaching. Ask your neighbor, are you receiving what preachers say? Ask another neighbor, are you understanding what preachers say? I told you I wasn't going to complicate it. I just want you to get it, get it tonight so I can roll with what all I got to do throughout the year. And, and so he owns truth. That, that's the reason he said to people things like, you know what, with men, this right here is impossible. But not with God. With God, all things are possible. How? Because he is the owner of truth. What does that mean? He is the owner of that which causes a person to be made free. John 8.32, you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. You know what I'm going to do for you, Walker. Now hold on to it and let me create ways out of no ways. The truth of what? Say to your neighbor, to make means create. Only thing I have to do is hold on to that truth and then God going to create something for me. Walker, I want you to tell folk why you're right here. In this, in this little taxi cab station, as they call it. I'm talking when we was on Noonan Road. That I'm going to make them productive in every aspect of their life. Walker, you got about 18 folks on welfare. And some of them, they came from the wrong church because they trying to put food stamps on the altar. That's just the truth. That's just true. Even a preacher came to the church, came one time and ain't been back since, telling folks to give me stamps, welfare stamps, food stamps. I almost beat him up in the office. I did. 
Y'all laughing. I'm talking about seriously beat him up for preaching it. I was a young preacher. I could fight back then too. Yeah. But anyway, you tell them they're going to be productive. And see, I love the fact that folk that were on welfare or folk that were struggling at the time, they just received that. I'm just going to hold on. God going to bless me. God going to do this. And then God turned around and started giving folk their heart's desire. Folk, folk that didn't have much start possessing their own businesses. Start stepping out doing this, that, and the other. Simply because of the truth. They held on to the truth. Folk were getting denied, but, but, but testifying about, well, you know, they turned me down, but I'm still going. I'm still doing this, that, and the other. Why? Truth was compelling them to keep moving forward. And the truth having creative power caused folk to change for the better and then cause better to start manifesting in every aspect of their life. All of a sudden, folks start noticing that, hey, these folk ain't on welfare no more. These folk unlift that little building and they're prospering. And it was simply because of the truth. Say to your neighbor, the truth hadn't changed. Because the truth is Jesus. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, according to Hebrews 13 and 8. And see, if he going to guide us into all truth, my thing is, I'm behind you, Holy Spirit. I'm not trying to get beside you. I'm not trying to precede you. I'm, I'm right behind you. If you want to stay right here for a year, I'll stay right here. I'm not trying to get beside or ahead of you. I just want you to tell me exactly what to do. Tell me exactly what to say. Tell me exactly what to think. Say to your neighbor, he going to guide us into all truth. And if truth has creative power, that means he's going to call supernatural, amazing, and incredible things to happen for his people. I'm done. Real quick, tell somebody Happy New Year. Tell somebody else Blessed New Year too. Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.